much for visiting us again here at Mold Talks. I have a special guest with me. Uh, her name is Amanda. And Amanda, why don't we dive right in? Uh, tell us who you are and why you're here. Sure. So my name is Amanda Wegman. You may know me on Instagram as Amanda Panacea or the Mold Therapist. <laughs> Um, and I am here because mold has been a huge part of my journey, and now it is a huge percentage of the clientele that I work with. Awesome. Well, I love th these stories when you know you have this personal experience, and it kind of empowers you to help other people through that. So, thank you so much for everything that you do now. And um, you know, let's let's kind of talk about how it personally impacted you. And um, then we'll kind of get to the better pastures and, and, and would love to hear all about what you're doing to help others, you know, heal after similar situations. So when was it that you first noticed you weren't feeling well? So I actually knew about mold and being allergic to mold since I was a child. And I really suspect that was a big piece of my childhood because I used to have um, chronic bronchitis and pneumonia all the time. Um, but then I actually moved to Florida for college and all those things kind of went away. Um, what actually happened to me was I was asking the universe for a reason to stop drinking alcohol, to have a reason to stop partying. I was having a really hard time letting go. And then I actually had hepatitis A, which is a virus that attacks your liver. And I was hospitalized. They literally told me I needed to like be in bed for three months after that. And about three months after that, I went into an apartment building in South Florida that was riddled with mold. It was a very old building, like right on the water. And I knew right away because my whole body started itching. Um, my eyes got bloodshot and I was like, there's mold in here. <laughs> yeah. So what I used to think is that if I just avoided the apartment and maybe like went in and out, it wouldn't affect me. Like every time I would leave, I would get a little bit better, maybe take an antihistamine. Um, but what actually happened was about six months later, I started developing rashes all over my body. And instead wow. of it going away when I left the apartment, they were there. They didn't leave. And all my symptoms kind of stayed. So it was about six months after that first exposure. All right. So let, let's backtrack a second. So you mm -hmm. said I would imagine you, when you first rented the place, you probably did a walkthrough and you got to experience kind of what the place was. Did you have a clue then as you signed the lease or it really wasn't until you moved in that you started to notice that the, the place was uh, probably not as good as you thought? Yeah. So it wasn't actually my apartment. It was um, a guy that I started dating who I'm still with, thank God. <laughs> but awesome. when I walked into that apartment, I was like, your house is, is, or your apartment is riddled with mold. You could see it in the AC vent. So okay. I didn't want him to think I was a hypochondriac. So I kind of just ignored it against my better judgment for the beginning. But eventually um, I, I refused to go there, refused to stay there. Um, but like I said, the symptoms were already my liver was so inflamed and not working properly that all those symptoms just stayed. Okay. So, and, and, you know, the next question I usually ask is like, how do you figure out that mold was impacting your health? But you, you have a very unique story because you kind of knew even since you were a kid that, that mold impacts your health. And it's something that is not something that you can't be around, you know, do you, do you mind kind of going into that? You know, like what, what, what was that first, um, how did that first interaction happen where you realized that, you know what, I cannot be around mold? Well, as a kid, I was like the kid that was allergic to everything. 
So we did a lot of allergy testing back then. And I was allergic to basically everything in the environment. And that included a lot of different molds. I didn't know about mold toxicity or mold illness, but my mom was awesome. And she took us to like chiropractors. And I actually learned about ozone in high school, which was like 25 years ago. So I feel like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) the the doctor that I went to back then was way ahead of the game. Um, So that's kind of how I learned as a kid. But surprisingly, um, I've lived in Florida since I was 17 and I had not encountered mold illness until after I had the hepatitis. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for kind of clarifying that. I think it's, it's just kind of helpful to really understand kind of what you went through. And it's, a, you know, what, what I love about this is every single person has such a different, unique story, but the similarity is like, we, we really get to figure out that mold is something that really uh, suppresses the immune system and opens the door for all types of illness. Um, a lot of my clients tell me they go from doctor to doctor, doctor to doctor, et cetera. Um, just endless doctor visits. Did you have a similar journey? You know, did you, or, or did you kind of already know and, and kind of skip that whole part? No, I wasn't immune to that. <laughs> um, I started actually doing some functional medicine work in like 2014, 2015, um, okay. because like I said, growing up, I was a kid who was allergic to everything. I used to get sick all the time. So I had some underlying issues that I was starting to uh, look at and I wanted to work on. But then after uh, the mold situation, I was actually in grad school for functional medicine. So it really took a toll on my self-esteem, my like, what am I doing wrong? I'm in functional medicine school and I can't get through this. I can't figure out how to get rid of this mold. Um, so I did reach out to a couple doctors. I probably saw three just from like listening to maybe their podcasts or listening to them speak at lectures, ones that resonated with me. And, you know, even knowing how brilliant some of them were, um, they still are incredibly expensive. So I would try to see doctors as little as possible. which is kind of how I ended up in the space that I'm at now. Awesome. Yeah. And I can't, I can't wait to kind of get to that part of the story and, and, and kind of learn about what you're doing and how you've, you know, how you've grown to get there. Um, so what, you know, do you mind telling me, cause everybody has different symptoms. What were your symptoms like, uh, being around mold? Well, originally it was the itching all over and the bloodshot eyes, my eyes, I was supposed to get LASIK and they wouldn't even do it. They said, we've never seen eyes this bad before. (laughs) They gave me steroid drops. Um, uh, But eventually the rashes, which were the main symptom that were, was just the worst part. They eventually ended up covering most of my body. Um, But I also had horrible, horrible candida that um, I had a lot of rashes around my eyes, imperial dermatitis, and I started to become allergic and sensitive to everything cutting out more and more foods, thinking maybe it was a supplement I was taking. Um, eventually one of the doctors diagnosed me with mast cell activation syndrome. Uh, but I was in complete denial. I was like, no, that is not happening to me. <laughs> not, I'm not going to get yeah. there. There's no way. Um, and then, um, lots of hormonal imbalances, uh, severe brain fog, waking up in panic, some weird anxiety issues, which I had never had before sleep issues. I couldn't sleep. Um, weird thoughts, even with candida, I started to forget like 
how to form sentences when I got tired. So it got pretty scary. Um, but right around that time when like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't even kind of do my job at the end of the day because my brain fog was so bad. Um, I could probably keep going <laughs> all the, main, all the main symptoms, weird infections. I had to go on antibiotics a couple of times. Yeah. You know, what I, what I'd love to, uh, what I'd love to prod a little more about is, is just because I think this is really important. Um, you know, how, how these types of exposures affect mental health, I think mm -hmm. is really important to highlight. You, you, you kind of mentioned earlier, you had some you know, troubling thoughts and anxiety. Um, I, I'm, I'm imagining that I'm sure that there's some depression that falls into place there. Do you mind kind of diving into the mental health side? Because I think it's one that we often miss a lot in the, in the, you know, kind of this discussion, because a lot of the times we're like brain fog, chronic fatigue, you know, these are kind of the big hot button issues that everyone knows about, but, um, would love to, and, and I apologize if this puts, you know, tr is a trigger or puts you in, in deep, dark places. Um, but would it, I think it's so amazing if, if you would share some of that so that people that they're kind of going through it can relate to, to what yeah. it is and, and realize that they're not crazy, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. So this is a big passion subject for me because I have been a mental health counselor for like 12 years now. So my mental health had been good and stable for a good period of time. So when I started to have these weird anxious thoughts and the panic and waking up in panic, um, I mean, when I say weird, it was like I was having anxiety about swallowing too much air. So I knew that something was very off <laughs> when I was having these like bizarre thoughts like that. And then the waking up in panic, like out of nowhere with the racing heart. Um, I didn't really honestly have too much depression. It was more so just the frustration and feeling really hopeless and the low self-esteem from having like your body just literally go haywire on you when you are trying to be a root cause practitioner. Um, but rather than that, when it comes to kind of what mold does is it when you breathe it in, it goes up in your nasal cavity. It activates that, uh, inflames that olfactory nerve, which goes into your hypothalamus and your limbic system and makes you just extremely hypervigilant. And I always call it mold PTSD because you start to be terrified of encountering molds. Again, you start to get paranoid about what you're eating and if it's, you're going to have a reaction. And that's a big part of mast cell too, is the, the limbic work and the limbic uh, inflammation that occurs with these kind of toxins. Yeah, no, thank you so much for that. Very valuable information. You brought up a lot of great points uh, and, and, and made, made some great connections. Uh, you know, I, I really appreciate the fact that, that you're, you know, being vulnerable here today and covering these things. And I know you're a professional now and uh, you probably coach a lot of people through this. I just wanted to thank you for, for, for taking the time to kind of go through that again. Um, yeah. What, you know, just to kind of dial this back in um, just so people understand the severity of it, because these aren't just mild symptoms, right? I mean, you, how did it impact your everyday ability to just live life? Um, I mean, it, it certainly takes normal and, and can kind of flip that upside down. Uh, anything that, that resonates with you on that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I like I said in the beginning, I was asking the universe for a reason to stop going out and molds will definitely prevent you from having a normal social life. Um, so, you know, I said I was having trouble doing my job at the end of the day, just thinking properly. 
Um, and then of course the fear and anxiety about encountering mold again in South Florida, it's pretty much everywhere you go. And then the anxiety about what you're eating and having to like refrain your diet. Plus with me, I was itching literally constantly. So your sleep gets disrupted. Um, you're in a constant state of stress and, uh, you become really hopeless and trying to like, uh, desperate trying to figure out what can I do? What am I doing wrong? And you become stuck in this loop, um, like this limbic loop of, uh, what do I have to do researching, trying to educate yourself and also trying to figure it out. So it really consumes yeah. your whole day. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate that. And, and thank you for sharing that. Um, how did it affect your relationships? Uh, Cause you know, so many people talk about how, you know, the, there's this misunderstood, right? Like people can't relate to what you're going through because A, it's not really common knowledge. As a matter of fact, most of society thinks that this is a rarity. Um, part of what Mold Talks is here to do is to show people how common this really is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what, what was that like with the relationship side? I mean, did you have some family members or friends that, that were struggling to understand you? Um, I was actually really lucky that the guy that I started dating pretty much just listened to me the whole time. And he's been nothing but supportive awesome. of, of everything that I've told him, but he hundred percent was very sick of hearing me talk about it. <laughs> um, we actually have a joke now. Like if anything goes wrong, I'll be like, guess what? It was mold. It's all mold. <laughs> so we can kind of laugh about it now that things are a little bit better. Um, but friends and family. Yeah. I mean, even, even like my parents and things like that sometimes would be like, maybe you just need to go to a regular doctor and stop seeing all your fancy doctors. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So, um, but they have all been pretty supportive through the process. I've been lucky with that. That's awesome. And just out of curiosity, how do you think it would have went if you went to a regular doctor and accepted that advice? Do you think you would have gotten any answers that you? Uh... Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did go to a dermatologist to have my skin biopsied at one point to see kind of was it fungal, was it just al allergic? Um, and they looked at me like I was insane. Even after telling me my whole background, my history, all the education that I have it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It can be difficult. It's not, it's not something that's commonly studied in the, uh, mm -hmm. you know, primary, uh, physician practice here. Um, I think it's definitely more of a, a topic that needs much, much more awareness. You know, there's over 180 medical journals that live and die on the internet, but nobody's, uh, nobody's actively studying them or reading them unless they have a severe interest in the, in the topic itself. So I, uh, I, I can definitely see the, the frustration you know, trying to find the right doctors and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, you can appreciate that journey. Uh, do you, do you remember kind of like, and, and this can be different for everybody, of course, sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a time period, but do you remember the worst day or, or time period um, that you had to experience in dealing with this? And what was that like? It was definitely a time period. It was when the rashes uh, spread to my face and my eyes were completely like swollen shut. Um, my, on my mouth, I couldn't kiss my partner. Um, that was pretty bad. And that was like December of 2019. And I mean, I would have done anything to get rid of them at that point. <laughs> yeah. 
Now I can understand that. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago, December, 2019 and mm-hmm. glad, glad you've, uh, started to heal and, and begin that process. So let's talk about that. When did, when did you finally start to feel better? Yeah. So right around after that, the beginning of 2020, I found the company that I work with now it's called creating balanced health and it's a bioenergetic uh, testing company that uses your hair and saliva. And I mentioned that I was in grad school for functional medicine. I graduated like September of 2019. So I was just trying everything in the toolkit that I had learned before I found that company. And um, I've done a lot of functional medicine testing before, but when I found their bioenergetic scan and I saw like all the information that you get, I was sold. I was like, this is it. This is my like savior. Um, and that's when I found them. I did my first scan with them. And then after I started to get better, my candida symptoms started to go away with the remedies that were recommended for me. That's when I basically begged to work with them. <laughs> I was like, awesome. I have to be a part of this. That's awesome. And, and, and I'm, I'm imagining you probably moved out of that place that you were in and uh, got a better uh, environment as well. Well, it was the guy's apartment that I was dating. So he moved out of there and um, moved in with me. And that actually was a big setback. So I did start to get better. And then when he moved in, of course, I made him leave like his bed and furniture and the poorest things like that. But he still had to bring like his computer and some of his clothes and things that were just he was not going to get rid of them. And that was another huge setback. So I kind of had to start over like six months into it. Yeah. 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 Moving, moving from mold. It's easy to bring it from one place to another. You got to be careful with that. So, uh, you know, great, great to highlight that actually, because you bring up a valid point that could be a setback if uh, that's kind of the situation. Uh, Good. So what would you recommend to others who are going through similar challenges? Yeah. So, um, The bioenergetic scan that I work for, that has been just monumental for me and a lot of other people because it doesn't just show if you've been exposed to mold energetically, it also does every other toxin. So like chemicals, metals, parasites, um, bacteria like uh, Borrelia, which can cause Lyme disease, viruses. It includes that as well as uh, system performance. So it runs through every single organ and can tell you like what percentage your organ is functioning at. Um, as well as food and environmental sensitivities, nutritional and hormonal imbalances. And then it also creates a tailored remedy list of homeopathy, herbals, and supplements that are tested for your hair and saliva to make sure they're not going to overstress the body. So I mentioned I was just kind of like throwing the kitchen sink at what I was doing. Um, And I also made a horrible mistake and uh, hurts myself with ozone. So um, when I found them, I was just really ecstatic to know that what taking these things wasn't going to be making me worse and it wasn't going to be too stressful. Um, and that scan paired along with oftentimes blood work can be really helpful for figuring out what exactly is going on. Um, a lot of people talk about the mycotox, uh, urine test, which can definitely show you an insight as to which types of mycotoxins your body may be getting rid of, but I don't find it super helpful for telling people if that is what's make, or if you are more sick than other people, just by the levels that show up in the mycotox panel. Because if you think about it, somebody who's having a hard time with mold, like my liver was really inflamed. 
um, I probably wasn't getting rid of it. So it probably wasn't going to be in high levels in the urine. Whereas somebody who's really healthy, they may have tons of mold coming out of their urine because they're actually doing a good job at getting rid of it. Um, so it can be helpful in some situations, but I don't really use that too much. Um, and then also definitely testing where you live, either with an ERMI or even just a plate test if finances are an issue, because if you are constantly being exposed, no matter what you do, you could just be spinning your wheels. So ruling that no. out is really important. And then also, yeah, the limbic sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, also the limbic work. So, um, that was really critical for realizing like, oh, I'm not immune to having, uh, even though I'm a therapist and I, you know, thought of myself as not really needing the mental health work. I realized that I, I was not immune to what mold does to your brain. So I needed to work on that too. So doing some of the limbic type programs and vagus nerve exercises is also really important. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. And, and that's one of the things that I preach too. It's like really hard to heal when you're constantly exposing yourself inside the environment, you know, so it's, it's really important to kind of take the, the right steps to diagnose what's happening inside the body diagnose what's happening inside your environment, correlate the two and put a plan together to fix it. Sometimes you're in the position to fix it yourself. If you own the home, other times you're renting and you know, you need to kind of either hope that the landlord will do something right about it or put a plan together to get out of there, unfortunately, in the worst case scenario. But yeah. uh, it's super important. You know, it's hard to heal when you're living inside the problem. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Uh, let me, let me ask one more thing. Um, if there was just one thing that you can recommend to somebody, um, who may be going through something similar, what, what would that one thing be? Only one thing. Oh gosh. I, it would definitely have to be the limbic work. <laughs> okay. Um, because I think those tools are, are helpful no matter what you're going through. Um, a lot of it has like cognitive behavioral therapy undertones to it. So sure. no matter what, it's going to be beneficial because there's definitely not like one supplement or one path that is going to work for everybody. Okay. And what about like a piece of advice in terms of just like, what's something positive that you could share um, with somebody that, that, you know, to give them some hope? Um, definitely with pain comes passion. So a lot of people, when they go through something as horrible as mold illness, um, they come out of it with so much more education on not just mold, but like the entire body <laughs> yeah. and brain and, and, um, even like taking care of it in your home. And they usually want to help other people. Yeah. And, then, and also like, you know, you get better at it yourself, right? So avoiding these types of environments in the future gets easier because you kind of know how and you understand the causes of things. I think it's, it's awesome. And, and thank you for that. And uh, so now before, before we jump, I definitely want to hear, you know, the, the happy ending here. So you've, you figure this out, you started working with that company and, you know, kind of just share a little bit about, you know, what you're doing now to help others and how people can find you and all of that great stuff. Sure. So I work for the company's called Creating Balanced Health, and it's at creatingbalancedhealth.com. Um, you can find me on there. I do health and life coaching. I go over the scans with you. I set up a good plan. We talk about lifestyle hacks. 
and um, individualize, like maybe if somebody needs to do testing or when they're going to move out or supporting certain organs, the limbic work, the vagus nerve work. I love chatting about all those things. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Amanda Panacea, um, as well as I have the at the mold therapist as well. Awesome. And where are you located? Are you, is that, are you doing virtual stuff too, or do they it's have to live virtual. in a specific region? Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Great. So they can, no matter where they are, they can always find you and you can help. Yep. We do everywhere in the U S as well as Canada and even some countries in Europe we can ship to as well. So just reach awesome. out to me if you're in not U S or Canada. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, Amanda, thank you so much for meeting me here today to kind of discuss this. I would really appreciate you coming here vulnerable and, and sharing your story and uh, I know that it's going to help uh, so many people who tune into this. So thank you so much. Uh, any, any last words? No, thank you so much for having me. I love that you're doing this. The more knowledge out there, the better. Awesome. I totally agree. And thank you so much for all that you're doing too. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye.